We lack an intro, so here's the Geekishly Toku Podcast. Yeah! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Geekishly Toku Podcast. This is uh, episode zero, I guess. Um, episode zero only because we gotta get our foot off the ground somewhere. Um, I am Jonathan, a.k.a. Funokamioka. I'm Gary, aka GBase93, aka Dragonlord2200. I go by a myriad of nicknames on the internet. That's scary to think about. Yeah, I used to also. Um, when I when I first started making like a, an alter ego, I guess if you want to call it, um, I went by a name a guy at my old job called me because my last name was Howe, and. Uh, one of the guys at work called me Howitzer out of nowhere. And I was like, that's kind of a cool name. It would probably be unique to use. So I started using it. Um, but then I really got into the Toku area. And uh, I wanted to find a way to make a, a unique name to kind of go along with that. So I started translating my own name. So like I, I found the, the actual like translation of Jonathan which was like grace of god or something like that and then I just translated it to Japanese and you know the rest is history <laughs> so yeah but um but yeah anyway this podcast is my idea Gary's kind of hanging out hanging going along for this ride when I can because I've known John many years. It's kind of scary. We actually met during the old HJU days. Yep. You know, it's, when it, when I say that, I feel so old, and I just turned 22 like a month ago. You're old? I turned 29 this year. Dear Lord. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's... <laughs> to get perspective, I am older than Power Rangers. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like five. You know, I was. Oh, I was what seven. Ninety three. Yeah, I was like seven, six, seven when Power Rangers started. I was just created when Power Rangers came out like that year. <laughs> my first, my first Megazord experience was the Turbo Megazord. Yeah, well, <laughs> I remember literally dragging my mom to go see the Mighty Morphin movie. And I remember going to the Turbo movie as well. <laughs> so I mean, like, they, yeah, I've, I've been around for a while. Needless to say, I've been around for a while. It's all good. Um, but yeah, we're gonna in this episode. Like I said, it's gonna be a basic rundown. Um, it's not gonna be anything solid stone. Um, the reason it's called Geekishly Toku Podcast is because I. As much as I like Tokusatsu, which probably will get more views for it rather than the geekishly area, but I am into both, so it's not just like, you know, all I do is listen to Toku music and watch Tokusatsu all day. You know, I play video games based on RPGs and all this other kind of stuff. I like D&D and all those type of things, so, and I know Gary does the same, uh, so that follows me on Twitter. Uh, I've been talking about future card buddy fight with uh, my friend Shenix and my friend Boken Dreamer because um, I like being evangelist and I like getting people into things and making them spend more money. Evangelist, yep. 
I am the Jewish evangelist. <laughs> Van- so you would say you were Vangelis? Yes, I'm Vangelis. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I think... Um, I don't even know how long this is going to be. We've only gone like four and a half minutes. Um, but I think for... For this one, we'll just... Like I said, this is probably not going to be a long episode. I mean, it depends on how much... Because I could say that and we could talk for another two hours. I don't know. Um, but right now, um, we're going to talk about Toku stuff. We'll take a break. And then we'll talk about some other geekishly kind of stuff. And then we'll end it for here. Okay. So, for now... What is the one thing, or not one thing, but what are some things that you have really been getting into lately that's, like, tokusatsu related? Tokusatsu related? Um, Ninja, I've been listening to the TV theme, like, the TV series theme for the past, like, two weeks, nonstop. See, I, maybe it's because I didn't give it a chance, but... I don't know. There's just something about the theme song that hasn't got me. But to be fair, the theme song for Tokyuja uh, really didn't get me either until I want to say episode forty-one or forty-two. Uh, I do you watch Tokyuja or no? No, like okay. I said, I gave up uh, after one point five episodes. Like literally, middle of episode <laughs> two, I'm like, I'm done. Uh, uh, well. Um, just as a little rundown, um, Akira, who's Tokyo Rokugo, as, you know, Tokyo 6, he is part of the actual, the bad guy group, but he changed because he saw what it was doing to people and he didn't want to do that anymore. So he became, you know, he got a human form and became Tokyo 6, and he thinks he's like dispensable so like he, he doesn't feel he has as much worth as the other ones so he tried to like take out i forgot who it was i think it was trying to take out zed and they thought he died and then they told they essentially told him it's like you know don't think that we don't actually care for you and all that type type of you know sentai-ish things and they had this awesome moment where there was the the opposing team Shadow has their uh, curl curl liners. Yeah, I I saw a, a review of that. Uh, Mr. Fanwank did one on YouTube. I'm like, I kind of want it, but at the same time, it's Tokyuger, and I don't want any Tokyuger <laughs> in my collection ever. Yeah, um, but it, it was a pretty awesome fight because Zed, the bad guy, was just sort of like overwhelmed with the darkness it's kind of dumb to say it sounds like a really cheesy thing but that's the way it was and it was just like an entire fleet fleet of the curl liners showed up and it was just the six tokyuger standing there and akira was just like you know we need to do this you know and we're gonna we're gonna defeat this and we're gonna kill everybody and they're like yeah you know in this awesome moment and then like the theme song started and then they all transformed. They got into the mechs and they did like a, a somewhat roll call the way they normally do is just the 
just them. I, I don't want to say Rangers because it's not Rangers, but it's really the only way I can explain it. As them transformed, and and I'll be honest, like I said, Tokuger is like not even in my top ten of good seasons. But that, and then the next episode where they actually had the guy who did the theme song show up uh, in the show and do and sing the second part of the sh- of the song and like the cast got involved and I don't know it was just those two things really made me like the theme song and 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 like and like I said I'm not going to sit here and say oh it's the best show ever because the theme song is good it's like no it's 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 an okay show at best but at the same time the theme song is really good I mean I don't care for Tokyuger like I'm gonna be dead honest with the, with the listeners. Um, I am very picky when it comes to Toku. Like when it comes to like the current stuff, I have not seen Garo because uh, a certain somebody ruined that for me. Uh, I I gave up on Drive two episodes in because I don't like it. <laughs> like it. Kind of like what you and I were talking in the private discussions. Uh, it it's kind of weird to say this, but every Toku that I've ever seen goes through this. Like, you have, for example, Kyuuger and now Tokyuuger. Like, I love Kyuuger. I hate Tokyuuger, and I'm gonna love uh, Ninja because it's ninjas, <laughs> and ninjas are the most amazing thing ever. Well, yeah, I mean, like. Like for the listeners, we we talked before this so we could like figure out what's going on. We kind of went off on a couple ram uh, rambles, not to you know step on anybody else's foot if you get the reference. But you yeah. know, um, but we were talking and he says you said your first one was Bokenger. Yeah, my first one was Bokenger, and then I watched Deca and uh, Magi like two years ago. Um. When I first got into Sentai, I also think it was Bokenger. And then I went back to watch Ranger and Magiranger. And Magiranger is definitely in my top five. Like, like, if I had to make a top five without putting anyone in a specific order, it'd be like uh, Magiranger, uh, Bokenger, Ranger. I mean, although to be fair, I haven't seen much prior... To Ranger because it's really... I mean, like, how many have been subtitled prior to Ranger? Uh, Ranger's been fully subbed. Die, Kaku, have both been subbed fully. They're That's doing right. O-Ranger now. Somebody was doing Car. Meganon did, um... Uh, no, not Deca. Oh, my God, what's the name of the... Uh, Denji Man. No, Meg- Ranger. There you go. Ranger. <laughs> Somebody, somebody, somebody right now is doing Giga Man. I don't know if anybody's still doing um, Google 5. I know that Overtime is doing the best they can with Time Ranger. Somebody And somebody fully subbed Gal. Oh, yeah, that's right. Gal Ranger. Yeah, I've seen Gal Ranger. Somebody's fully subbed. Uh, I think it was Imagination Station did ABBA. And then I don't know who did who did Hurricane uh, unless nobody's done it yet. Wait, is ABBA Ranger completely subbed? Yeah. I'm going to have to go watch that. That's one of the things. That and Hurricaneer were the two that I've really been waiting to see fully subbed. And the only way you can see Hurricaneer fully subbed is the HK subs. And I'm not going through that again. Oh, God. I mean, like, 
there are, I, I would not be surprised if there are people in the fandom right now that have no idea what HK subs are. Pretty much HK subs for the uninitiated are yellow subtitles <laughs> that literally look like P. Yeah. Like, to, to put it in perspective, if you've ever taken a picture, put it in Microsoft Paint and put text to it, that's essentially what it looks like. Just imagine, like, uh, Shinken Gold, but without the shiny. Shinken Gold, you mean what he get that? Shinken Ja, That's a good season, too. Like, it's. God, you know, it's just there. Back to my, my original point was that, like, since. Since. Geki Ranger, it's been on and off for me. Like I, I told, I told Jared this, or not Jared, Gary. I always did get you two mixed up. I don't even know who Jared is. Is Jared, Jared my Bolo. evil twin? I don't know about evil twin, but you do, you do look similar. That's why I always got you two mixed up. Yay! I have an evil <laughs> twin. But, uh. Me and Gary are pretty much on the same length as far as um, being on and off with Sentai. Like, I'll admit, I have seen every Sentai since Bokenger, but I've seen Goanger once, I've seen Gosager once, I've seen Gobuster once. I know there's a lot of people that like Gobusters and people think they really downplay it and they, you know, it should have been adapted into Power Rangers, and I'm just like. I just wasn't that fond of it. I just really wasn't. Yoko was a character I really hated because she was a... I mean, I get she was supposed to be like 15, 16, but at the same time, it's like... You are just really coming off as a crybaby. Like, like every situation she was a part of, it somehow came back to her not being able to, like, muster the courage or the self-esteem to do something. And I'm like... It's like it's one thing to like in the beginning of the season, but when it really starts to continue to happen towards the end of the season, and on, and on top of that, one character I didn't like and a lot of people really liked was BJ Stag. And I'm like, I can't stand the character. He's the type of character I don't like who just the spotlight's got to be on me. And if it's not, I have to force my way into it. And I'm like, that's not funny to me. Like the whole situation with Jin where he'd like go say something and then Jay steps in front of him. And I'm like, that's not funny. He's being an asshole. And I, I just, I don't like it. And he was, compl- I mean, other than the fact that he could bring Jin's mech online, he was useless. I mean, here's the thing. Part of the reason why I didn't like Goldbusters was because I didn't like how not really serialized or episodic it was. I just didn't care for the character. That's, I think that's ultimately why I gave up on it, but I'm going to like go back and rewatch it probably because I kind of want to watch it with a, with a more open mind and considering the fact that I watched a little bit of Tokyo and I need something more refreshing. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I can agree with that. Like, Hiromu's bland. And another, actually, another reason is, I mean, like, they always. I feel like the series was trying to take themselves seriously, mm-hmm. but, but then, then they, they gave Hiramu the whole thing of hearing, seeing anything to do with a chicken, and he freezes. And I'm like, yes, I realize they need 
you know, they got this power or whatever, and they need something to, like, make them weak. But, I mean, like, you've got Ruji, who just kind of goes off the handle if he overheats. And then you've got Yoko, who loses energy, like, can't move, which makes sense, you know? They, you know, especially if Ruji is in the suit and he tries too much and he uses too much power, he overheats and things go bad. Yoko is all about speed. So when she uses too much speed, too much energy, she needs to take all, she needs to take intake something to replenish the energy. Hiromu makes no sense at all. He's a cheetah with super speed, but then if he hears or sees a chicken, he, what, freezes? Yeah. Why? What does that have to do with anything? I don't know, but but going off of that, I don't mind the whole... Like, I'm going to reference Linkara here because Linkara brought it up in in several of his History of Power Ranger videos, which are actually pretty entertaining. Oh, yeah, I highly recommend them. If you have not seen any of those, I highly recommend it. Uh, especially when you are under the influence of alcohol, but that, that's a start of family time. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even Drink kidding. responsibly. You no no like one time I guess I'll tell the story now. One time I got so bored I decided to actually drink three Bud Lights, which is not advised to anybody under the age of twenty one. <laughs> well, it depends where you live. Yeah, um, but anyway, so I decided to actually have a couple beers and watch History of Parangers Operation Overdrive. Oh my god, <laughs> that's fun to watch without being drunk. The best well, part of that video, by the way, is shut up, Dax. Oh yeah, that. And his rant while uh, reviewing the Once a Ranger, and how like he goes back in time, like he goes he goes back to other shows, and he's like, "Look, all of these other Rangers, when they lose their power, they're go. I may not. No, the, the best example. Well, actually, there's two good examples. I'm not the biggest fan of JDF in the world ever. Like, if he just like disappeared, I wouldn't be mad, but." When Tommy lost his powers in Mighty Morphin, he didn't just stop, cry, wallow in self-pity. He was like, listen, I still have to do something. They are my friends and I have to help them. Even if he didn't have powers anymore. Mm -hmm. And the other good example is from Ninja Storm. At the end, uh, spoilers, I guess, even though it's been how many years? Yeah, I was like, who hasn't seen Ninja Storm? That show is almost (laughs) 10 years old. Yeah. Um... So, at the end of Ninja Storm, Lothar takes away the ranger power. And he says, what are you going to do? You don't have ranger powers anymore. And he goes, we may not be power power rangers anymore, but we still have power. And they stood up to Lothar and they beat him. They didn't just, you know, lay on the ground and let him kill him. They stood up to him and they defeated the big bad of the season without having any power ranger power at all. Mm -hmm. So... You know, and then and then you go back to Operation Overdrive, when the old Rangers show up to become the new team, and they're like, "We can't do anything anymore. We're worthless. We're gonna leave. Have fun." And then they leave to go back to their old jobs. It's like seriously. I mean, <laughs> before before we get back on topic, I I wanted to to to, to just say. I went into Operation Overdrive having just seen all of Bokenger. Ditto. And I and Ditto. I was like, okay, uh, Disney, this is your chance to take one like my like the first entire that I've ever seen, and make it good. 
And what yep. did you do? Yep. I was the same way with Samurai and Shinkenger. Like, when I Ditto. saw Shinkenger well. the first time, I was like, okay, I can really get behind the show. And now, and now I don't, um, what's it called? Now I, now, now I, now I now own, question mark, uh, go, uh, Shinkano. And, uh, I, I'm really happy. But when I oh, saw yeah. Samurai, I don't mind You, you mean, you mean Shinkenger version 2? American Shinkenger. Yeah. All we need now is, Ro- is uh, Robert Baldwin to play a Shinkenger. I would not be against Robert Baldwin coming back. I want Robert Baldwin to be to be in Dino Charge, but we but we can't. Why? He doesn't have he doesn't have to play Rami Rez. I don't even know how. Is it Rami Rez or is it Ramirez? It's just I never Ramirez. Okay, I thought so. It's just the way they said it. I'm like, I didn't know if it was you know. Anyway, but anyway, I I could see him coming back. I mean, like, I'm not saying he has to come back to play the same character, but just having him come back to play. Like, I don't know, Chase's father. Or just some random character. Even if it's for an episode. Just to have him in there would be just awesome. Well, now, he, now here's something to wrap your mind around before we go back to Go Busters. Uh, imagine if he plays Tyler's father and he becomes a uh, Silver Ranger. Oh, that won't happen. You know that won't happen. Well, also because we've seen Tyler's father. We have? Yeah. I believe there was a picture. He showed a picture in the first oh, episode. Oh, come on! That would have been amazing. Well, because that because that was the that was the other speculation that Austin St. John was going to be the Silver Ranger, and he was going to be Tyler's father. But well, well, to be fair, I mean, like technically, he Austin St. John could still be the Silver Ranger. I don't think it's going to happen. But I mean, you know, he's going to shoot a movie. Like he posted on YouTube about that. Oh yeah, the the survival's end or something like that. That looks pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. I will. I will admit, I was surprised he needed two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I'm like, you know, <laughs> if you if if you're building up to make a movie, and you all of a sudden realize, shit, we need two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It's like you've not budgeted correctly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you do everything and you need like two thousand. Mm-hmm. That's that's different, but two hundred and fifty thousand dollars—that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh. Anyway, give me to go buzzers real quick before I ta- before I ta- uh, tossing it over to you. Um. One of the things that I really really did like about go buzzers though was the fact that you didn't have to like have a combined mecha to face off against the monster of the week. You could just have um like go bust like uh, go buster ace or uh uh the buster beetle thingy whose name I forget or uh Tatakami Lyo. Yeah. Well like the, I do think it's kind of cool that uh, cuz when I first saw Buster Ace, I was like that reminds me a lot of Ruseo. Like the fact that his can transform individually but then combine with the other ones. And I was really happy when they did uh, the Gokaiger vs. Gobuster and they had uh, they all transform with the mystical keys into the different mech and then they had Buster Ace transform into Ruseo. I was like, yes, they understand. And now that Ranger Key set is $150. Yeah. Ranger Keys are going to be expensive for a while. I just, ra- I just like, want to finish ra- my American Zeo Keys and... <laughs> Like no, you know, you know how many people want to complete, 
Ranger Keys period from America? I have the I have two Ranger Keys sets. I bought I bought the second Mystic Force because it had uh, Wolves Are Fire. And I, then I bought Operation Overdrive because I wanted both Ranger Keys in my life without having to pay thirty dollars. That's believe it or not, I'm sure that's what a lot of people are doing. Like people will buy like samurai keys if they like Shinkinger. Or buy Super Mega Force keys if they like Gokaiger. Except they lose paint like 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 a motherfucker. Like right well, now. Well yeah, because they're they're Bandai America. Do you really expect that much from Bandai America? Yes. I don't. I haven't for years. I haven't bought a Power Rangers toy outside of Shinken on Gosei Great since two thousand five. Like, I, you know, I, I told, I told, uh, I told Gary, I haven't had a job in like four and a half years because nobody wants to hire me. I guess that's one of the reasons why I kind of wanted to get this going. Um, but so I haven't had money to buy anything in a while. You know, whether it's rider belts, whether it's Sentai stuff, or anything, and just seeing pictures people post on twitter and facebook and tumblr whatever of like hey check this new toy out from bandai america and you compare it to like the bandai japan and it's like you can't compare them like the quality of like craftsmanship even that goes in to the japanese things compared to the america things is just it's it's not even like explainable. Mm-hmm. It's like they just gave up at Bandai of America and said, "Screw it, we're just gonna throw something in the system and see if it works." And the problem I see with the fandom is you constantly see people berate Bandai of America and they they talk down certain things, but at the end of the day, people still go out and buy them. Like if someone's like, "Uh, you know, go say great looks horrible." A week later, look how great this Gosei Great is. I'm like, seriously? Just a week ago you said it was horrible, but now you go out and you buy it? That's kind of contradictory to what you think, isn't it? See, I'm a part of many different communities and, like, fandoms. Like, for example, I'm a part of carding communities for Yu-Gi-Oh!, Cardfight Vanguard, and Future, and Future Card Buddy Fight. Um, The Yu-Gi-Oh! community in particular... Is worse than the Toku fandom. And I will explain why right now. <laughs> Every but because okay. They have these things now called YCSs, which is like the, the Yu-Gi-Oh! Championship series. Every single deck that I see is one of the following four decks. Shadows, um, Burning Abyss. Now it's going to be Necros, and Necros are, are, are BS cards because that entire deck is apparently going to cost $1,000. Wow. Yeah, the booster box that, that, that they go in comes out today, and they're all sold out online unless you want to pay like $100 for a box. That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so the, so, the, so the Yu-Gi-Oh! fandom berates anybody who plays like certain cards. For example, there's a card called Wabaku. Which is my favorite trap card, and I got and I called a got called a noob because I played it. <sighs> like I, something I've learned is that there is no worse fandom than the next. Like you can be in a couple fandoms and maybe have one a little worse than the other, but 
from what I've seen, it's it's the same. Every fandom is the same. You're gonna have the you're gonna have the hardcores. You're gonna have the casuals. You're gonna have the I kind of go in and out type of fans, you know. And then and then you're gonna get those type of people that are like, I guess for the Toku fandom, it's um the like the Sentai purists mm-hmm. type of people. Where Power Rangers is dumb, it's childish, it's for kids, and then you try to tell them Sentai's for kids, and they want to kill you for it, and they just, they're just mean, ignorant, arrogant asshats that think what they like is better than what you like, and if you don't like what they like, then you're not worth anybody's time. Mm-hmm. And that's in every fandom. Every fandom. Every fandom has those. Yep. So, I mean, I luckily surround myself around a lot of people who are open-minded. They may not like things I like, but they don't rub it in your face. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, you know a fandom is bad when one of the actors tends to fall into the my shit is better than your shit category. Uh-huh. And it's it's refreshing to see that there are other people that go against him. Like I've been saying this for years. I like JDF as a, uh, from a distance, <laughs> but if he's ever at a con that I go to, and I go to, and I go to very few cons, I will never probably meet him. Oh, I won't. Like I have, um, I have a toy set from the two thousand. Is it two thousand ten? Yeah, Mighty Morphin line, mm-hmm. and. It's got everybody, I think, except Yellow Ranger. So it's got, you know, uh, black, pink, blue, red, and green. And if I ever go to a con, you know, I'll meet Catherine Sutherland, David Yost, Karen Ashley, Austin St. John, uh, Steve Cardenas. I'll meet them all. But JDF can go suck a dick. I don't care. Like, I uh, people are hoping that him and Austin St. John can have some sort of, you know, kumbaya moment and put all things beside him. I'm like, I hope they don't. You and I are, know that's the only way that's going to happen is if, is if they, what's it called? Is if, um, is if they can somehow work out their differences and that's probably never going to happen. Austin St. John has actually come out and said that he doesn't care. Like, he's not... He doesn't hate... He doesn't hate JDF. He doesn't. There's no ill, like, feeling toward him. It's all got to do with JDF and his his arrogance and his ego. But, anyway. Getting away from that subject... Yeah, we've been talking <laughs> about random stuff. Uh, it's well, yeah. your turn. What have you been really into that's Tokusatsu-related, Mr. John? Uh, well, the thing for me is 
Uh, well, actually, I talked about it earlier. I am wa- I'm doing a rewatch of Madge Ranger. What episode are you uh, on? Uh, what episode am I on? Shit. I always try to remember. I think it's like 25, 26, maybe? Ooh, that, that's a good part to be up to. Yeah. Um, let's see. Magishine was just introduced. The last episode I watched was the episode where um, Kai gets his courage taken, mm-hmm. and he's got to somehow get it back. And like people, I I've always been an advocate for how bad Mystic Force was. I I, I famously call it Power Rangers Nicktastic Farce Nick-tastic because Nicktastic Farce because that's the show. The show is about Nick. That's it. You don't get to know any other characters. The only one you really know anything about is Xander, and that's only because you know that he doesn't live there. And when he first came to Briarwood, that he was scared because he was different and he got made fun of. Past that, we know nothing of anybody else. Um, they kind of just name drop things like the whole Mystic Mother with being Rita, and there's like no explanation for that because she was turned human at the end of In Space. Mm-hmm. She didn't have magic anymore. Yeah. Or that, or that we have to assume, anyway. And it was just... If you compare Mystic Force to Ranger, despite the Sentai footage, you wouldn't even know that they adapted the same show. Because the whole basis for Ranger was that it was family. They were a family. Mm-hmm. While towards the middle of the season, it was sort of like, you know, there's something special about Kai. And how they think he might be a little bit more powerful than the rest. That's different than putting the entire season based around him. Like, they tried to do the family thing, and that's why Nick's mother was Udana and Liam Bo was his father. But they just did too much with it. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole light thing, that was just, it's like, the only one that can defeat the master. It's like, no. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, like, I got, I get chills so many times watching Ranger. Like, when things look like they're going to be bad, then all of a sudden they realize, you know, you know, I, I don't even know if I can go on and all this other stuff. And then something kicks in in their head thinking, no, I have to do this, not just for my sake, but for the good of the many. And you hit, you get the music going behind them, you know, they, they talk with the siblings and then they transform and they fight with the theme music behind them. And it's just... There's so many great moments from Ranger, And it's it's on par with Bokenger. Oh, yeah. Where both shows had their many good moments, good stories, and then they brought it over to Power Rangers and just destroyed it. And it's... It, it's, it's just annoying. And... It just it like I I don't want to it sounds Sentai purist but I because I don't want to be that type of person but I just 
I feel like it ruins the experience mm-hmm. sometimes. Like, you can't watch Magic Ranger, then go watch Mystic Force and be like, oh, yeah, okay, I can see what they did there because it's all crap. And, uh, that was, I say, I try not to be so negative, but sometimes it just happens. <laughs> Especially talking about early, you know, Disney era Power Rangers. Um, I will say the one good thing about Mystic Force was the, um, crap, that one. I like the fact that John Tui came back to be both Doggy Kruger and Daggeron. That actually irks me. Because, like, I'm not going to say John Tui is bad at all. He's a great actor, and he did well with both characters. I just... It was the same thing with Boom's actor. Kelson Anderson? I mean... I love Kelson Anderson. I mean, he was in... Dino Thunder? No, he was in Ninja Storm as the announcer for the motocross. He was in Dino Thunder... I know he was in Dino Thunder for something. Um, I forgot what it was. He may have he may have done something. He may have. I think he came back to announce the the motocross from the. I'll look it up right now, actually. And then, Dino Thunder SPD. He played Boom, Mystic Force. He played um, Phineas. Um, after Mystic Force, Operation Overdrive. He played the Yeti. Uh, Jungle Fury, he played Flit, and he didn't come back for RPM. So it's just sort of like, are you really like that desperate for actors that you have to use the same guy and essentially the same type of character every year? Because mm-hmm. I mean, Phineas from Mystic Force and the Yeti from Operation Overdrive was the same character. Mm-hmm. In all res- all respect, it was the same character, and it's like you're you're so unoriginal that you had to you to get the same guy to play the same type of character in two different shows when you didn't need to at all. Like, why did Flurious need the Yeti to be there? He didn't. You just thought of like I I want to know if he's related to someone on like who was on the production team because like it feels like they just forced the character and they really didn't need to well what i was gonna say is um i'm actually on the on his wikipedia page right now um he was in for power rangers down up thunder he was the announcer in thunderstorm part one and also he yeah. played this guy eddie in the star is torn which I, if i recall correctly was the episode when kira's friend comes to town and uh and uh Tries to like I think take over. Uh, no, well crap, not 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 that episode. No, I I remember what happened. It, it was the episode where Kira wanted uh, was trying to do the recording contract. Oh yeah, and he, he was, was like the record producer. Now I remember that one. Uh, SPD, he was boom. Missing Force, he was finished. Operation Overdrive, he was Newark, and you also forgot one other series he was in for Power Rangers. He, well, I said Jungle Fury. He was in Jungle Fury, but he was also in RPM and uh, Mega Force. He was an RPM? He was Satbot. Satbot? He was a one-off monster. Well, that one-off monster I don't care about. You know, but like a reoccurring character, it's like, don't get me wrong, Boom was great. And SPD Boom was great. I liked the character there. But he he just wasn't needed for Mystic Force or 
Operation Overdrive. I mean, in Mystic Force, he played the character who single-handedly saved Nick during the Magic War. Mm-hmm. And then in Operation Overdrive, he saved Tizon's girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever. And it's like, you're trying to make an idiot character heroic. And you did it twice in a row with two seasons. That's unoriginal. It really is unoriginal. Like, I'm not going to say he's a horrible actor. I'm just saying there was just... You hired him in a spot where you could have put another actor if you really needed that character Mm -hmm. so instead of giving somebody else a chance you brought somebody in because it was a safe option and he was probably cheaper Mm -hmm. that was was probably the big thing but um i feel like this whole this whole part has just been ragging on power rangers I do like Power Rangers, especially Dino Charge. That's something else we can talk about. And how great Dino Charge is. I, I love Dino Charge. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I was I was actually kind of resentful a little bit when the first... Was it the first episode or was it a clip? I think it was the first episode where everybody started talking about how bad the Keeper looked. And I'm like, dude, this is an original character they had to create... And then had to, like, model and make some sort of costume for that's original to Power Rangers. And this original storyline. And you're upset by the way it looks? Mm-hmm. Like, you want to talk about how people say the, the bad part of the fandom is, like, they ask for something, but when they're given it, they complain about how it's not what they wanted? That's essentially what they did. People we want original stranger dancing, and you know what? The Power Ranger fan and Tokyo fan in general can literally just go jump. Honestly, I think it would be cool. Like I was listening to the ending theme from Kyoduger the other day, and I was like, it would be cool to see the Dino Charge cast do the ending dance. Do I want it to happen with a burning passion? No. But it would be cool to see. I mean, hell, we got to see Yoshi, who plays uh, Dino Charge Blue, do the Kyoduger Henshin dance. That made me so happy when I saw it. I mean, like, that that's thats beyond anything I can imagine. You know, and then we got the picture of the Dino Charge cast recreating the scene from, or the, the picture from uh, the Tokyuger Kyoduger team up. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's just like, we're getting a lot of, because Yoshi, you know, if people don't know, Yoshi is really into Sentai. He's seen all of Kyoduger. Um, he's actually talked with uh, the actor who played Nosan, who was Kyoduger Blue. I love and I, lo- I love that. Like, when I saw that, I was literally like, uh, Yoshi, when can I hug you? <laughs> yeah, like, we're getting so much with this season, and it just seems like every week, somebody has to come out with a reason at why it's not perfect. I'm like, obviously, it's not going to be perfect in everybody's eyes. Mm -hmm. There are going to be some things that maybe irk a couple people. For me, so far with episode one, I haven't found anything. We'll get episode two tomorrow, and, you know, we'll figure out what happens. Um, 
We got a cl- we got a couple clips of it, I think. Um, yeah, because we got we got the clip of Riley finding his Energem, which to me was a little too in- too convenient. Did you see the clips? Yeah, no? I did. Okay, I just I didn't want to spoil anything for you. Um, but yeah, that that clip I, I I didn't like that. Like the other two, like Shelby found it while saving it from the ice dude. Mm-hmm. And then Tyler found his because he was in a cave. You know, he was he was looking for something related to that. And then he had to hide from the ice guy and just happened to find it next to the fossil. But Riley he's he's fighting off fury with what looks like a really small eye beam from a construction site who then Gets it deflected into a rock, which breaks the rock to find a fossil, which finds the energem. And it's like, that's way too convenient. Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, that's that's just like walking in a forest. It's kind of like from Dino Charge, not Dino Charge, Dino Thunder. Damn, too many dinos. It's from like Dino Thunder, where the three are walking in the forest and then fall down the hole. To find Tommy's base. And it's like, that's too convenient. Our, our teacher is the greatest, I mean, he's the oldest living Power Ranger. Not the oldest, just the greatest. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> with that line, real quick. I know. I need, to, I need to just say one thing. Have you guys not seen Carter Grayson, Red Ice Fury Ranger? I, I concur. I 100% concur. I mean, like, Carter Grayson, like, people... People have their um, opinions on who their favorite Red Ranger is. Like, for me, it was always Austin St. John mm-hmm. with, you know, Mighty Morphin Red Ranger because he was the original, he was a leader, and all that other stuff. But, I don't know, it's just, especially after watching uh, Link Kara's Lightspeed Rescue thing, History of Power Rangers, Carter Grayson is just the best like he is the best red ranger he's a leader he knows how to fight he knows how to he knows how to lead he is the stereotypical leader you would want on a team and every time i always think of like my my favorite team like if you could think of like your most like if you had to write a fanfic and you get you put this team together. Who would be your Red Ranger? My Red Ranger, hands down, is Carter Grayson. Ooh, um, because I mean, like the combination of the character, the way uh, Sean C. W. Johnson actually portrayed the character, hands down, he would be like he's like the best Red Ranger. I'd hate to be that guy, but Zio's my favorite season's Magical Tommy. Well, see, Lightspeed Rescue probably isn't my favorite season, mm-hmm. but I, w- I was thinking of this. Was the last I think it was like last night and this morning, was that your favorite character on a show mm-hmm. does not automatically mean that has to be your favorite show. So your favorite show can be Zio. But that doesn't mean your favorite ranger has to come from that show. Mm-hmm. Like, like me, I like Lightspeed Rescue. I'm not going to say it's my favorite. 
But Carter Grayson is hands down the best Red Ranger. And, you know, I I could argue the point, but, you know, I don't know if, I don't know. I mean, if, you know what, I changed my answer to Andros just because Andros is badass. I mean, yeah, I would say, I would say Andros would, would be up there too. I mean, Andros I mean, killed Zordon! Spoiler alert, but wait, why am I saying spoiler <laughs> alert? That show's been out for what, almost 15 years now? Pretty much, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> and like, I know, we keep kind of going off in tangents here, but speaking of in space, I, of course, another thing we keep going back to is Linkara's history of Power Rangers. When he talks about that final battle, mm-hmm. and it, it was so... I get chills every time I, every time I hear him say it. It's, I, I say, um, it's like, after all these years... It's, it's something like, after all these years, Farkas Bulkmeyer and Eugene Skulovich's finest moment has arrived. Oh, yeah. And... Or no, no, it was like, the first time he says that their finest moment has yet to arrive. Mm-hmm. That was when they, that's when Bulk stepped up and said, I am the Blue Ranger. Mm-hmm. And, and then they, you know, then the other, you know, then the Space Rangers show up and they start fighting. And then you have Bulk, you know, it's like, let's get in there. And then that's when Linkar's like, their, this is, you know, their finest moment has arrived. The two that first started out wanting to learn how to fight to just beat people up are now the heroes that lead the civilians into battle. And it's just like, like you can't sum up a season or characters any better than that. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of proves how great of a season In Space was. Like... Oh wow, and 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 everybody compares it to Super Megaforce, and how the invasion, quote unquote, was piss poor compared to what Astronomer led in In Space. Now you could say, well, it's got to do with budgetary measures as far as filming and creating, and I'm like, yeah, I guess, but something the creators of Power Rangers need to understand. Every time it seemed like the show was going to be canceled, it never was. They went all they went all out and people loved it. In space, they went all out, people loved it. It brought back the show and they brought it back to mediocrity. Mhm. In when Disney took over, I I actually didn't know this while I was rewatching his stuff. Apparently, Disney did not want to do anything with Power Rangers. They were going to kill it. And put it like into syndication or something like that. They were going to spend no money on it, but I, th- I don't know if it was Bandai or what pushed them to do, you know, Ninja Storm, and then they continued from there. And then they finally got to RPM, which again they went all out with. People loved it, and then they did the stupid, you know, remake of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And it's like something they have to realize is that if you put more quality into a show you'll get more ratings you'll get more fans and people will enjoy it better talk about it more want to watch more of it and they just have not understood that and i I don't know how i really don't 
everybody says, I mean, <clears throat> a lot of people online have said, Jonathan Zachary was the worst thing to have in a Power Rangers since, since, uh, since the bomb bought it back. I'm not one to normally agree. <laughs> you you know me for years. You know I don't agree with how with how the crap that I see online, right? Yeah. But the thing is, I'm kind of inclined to agree. However, Jonathan Zachary, if I recall correctly, did bring us Jungle Fury, or 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 is that John Lynn? Uh, I, mean, I don't know. I I'd look this up, Ashley. Let me see. Um, Jonathan. And I mean, like to. Like if we're like if you really want to say that, I mean like I think he was brought on I think I think he did all of the Disney series. Here, he? I'm I actually found it right now. Um according to Wikipedia, he spent his time as producer bringing many first words of Power Rangers, including story writing and character development for Power Rangers. Uh in space and time force Um Wild Force um, he did Wild Force, which is actually a fun season. It's a give or take. I don't like Mick Medina. Not not from what happened recently with the whole. I don't want to talk about that because I saw that I saw that on Super Bowl Sunday on my Facebook feed, and I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah. See well, yeah. I'm not. I, I wasn't going to get into the situation. I'm just saying. I I'm not saying I don't like him because of that. It's yeah. stuff that happened years ago. Um, but that's different story. Um, but Wild Forest as a whole wasn't bad. Like, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to say it's the worst ever. That's, Operation Overdrive is always going to be the worst ever. There's, you're never going to beat that. Um, but, so he, so he did Wild Force, Time Force, In Space. Why, he did In Space? No, well, I need to go look this up on the Power Wiki, because... I'm very confused right now, so hang on one second while I bring that up on my laptop. <laughs> um, we are very prepared here at Geek Free Toku Podcast. Oh yeah, well, oh, like I said, you know, this was just kind of, you know, thrown together at the last yeah, minute anyway, um, so. Um, we should probably end the part soon, too. We're getting up to almost an hour. Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, um... The other, the other thing, oh, see, I could get into that. I found it actually. Time. Okay. Uh, seasons active: MMPR through Wild Force and Samurai through Super Mega Force. Zacker? Yeah. Huh. He directed the final two episodes of Wild Force. Damn, those are like the best two episodes too. I am Cole Evans. The Blazing Lion. <laughs> That was awesome. I will admit that was pretty. I feel like they did that scene because in Gow Ranger, they did the. I don't know if you know this, but the final roll call for Gow Ranger before they defeated the the big boss dude. Mm-hmm. Um, the actors themselves were in the suits for that final roll call. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel. The Wild Force people knew about that and said, "Well, we've got to do something like that." So they did the, they did the, the civilian roll call, I guess, if you want to call it. So, so that's and it's funny, really badass. And, and it's funny too because if you rewatch that scene from Gal Ranger, you can clearly tell because when you see the suit actors, 
when they do like the jump and slam their hand like their claws into the ground and then like do the final pose mm-hmm. if you rewatch the final roll call from the the final episode you can clearly tell they're doing it like lightly especially um white ranger or white she like kind of like taps her hands on the ground before doing the final thing noble tiger um but yeah i mean like you can you can clearly tell and i i i know i i read it somewhere and i'm like i'm 100 percent positive it happened but i don't remember where i wrote i heard it from but yeah so that's why i think they did the civilian thing from Mm -hmm. wild force but um i feel (laughs) I I so we could talk forever, but I feel like we should probably stop the the Toku part for now. Yeah, and then uh, we'll take a quick break and come back, and we'll talk about all things that are geekishly. Is that good? Yeah, we just uh, we just hit the fifty-seven minute mark. Yep, I believe it. All right, so I will pause the recording right now. All right. See you guys in a minute. Start your engine! I I'm laughing at you I'm, I'm sorry ah oh, you're t- look we're gonna keep it we're gonna roll with it we're yes. rolling with it all right um so yeah i don't know what you guys just listened to because at this point in time i still have yet to figure out what you're going to be listening to so i hope you at least enjoyed it anyway we're back from the break as gary said and we're going to be talking about geek stuff and since we're kind of on a time crunch um we're going to both lay out one thing we've been really uh, geeking on. That's, I, I say geeking on, but I mean, it's, eh, it's a relative term. Trademark police are coming after us. <laughs> this is the only episode of the show. <laughs> Goodbye, cruel world. I yeah. barely knew me. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted, you know. Yeah. For all of an hour and a half, but you know. <laughs> but we're going to, we're going to lay out one thing we've been really going with, uh, whether it's, I mean, it can be anything from superhero TV shows like Agent Carter, whatever. I could go on a whole tangent about that, but I'm not going. Good tangent, but a tangent. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's so good. And then you know anything. Um, 
Gary, I guess since you've been plugging it essentially the entire episode so far, you're going to talk about Buddy Fight. Okay, um, well, first of all, if anybody follows me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash gbakes93, I post about random bullshit in my life. Um, I've been getting my, my good friends Chenix and uh, my friend Misty into the show, and I'm slowly trying to convince my friend AC to get into it too. Um, Future Card Buddy Fight is a card game that was started by Bushiroad, the same people behind Y Schwartz and Card Fight Vanguard. I play Vanguard. Y Schwartz has no anime that interests me. <laughs> and I've been over this, and one, of my, and one of the guys from my locals actually starts started to hate me because I'm like, yeah, I don't like Y Schwartz. It has no good anime. <laughs> You know a card game's got to be good if the anime is good, too. Because, I mean, like, I mean, just the two examples of Yu-Gi-Oh! and Card Fight Vanguard. You know, they've got good animes, and then the card game is good. So, I mean... Except Card Fight Vanguard G is a terrible anime, but that's besides the point. Um, we'll talk about that <laughs> another time. But, pretty much, last night, we're recording this on Friday, uh... February 13th. I almost said June 13th. I don't know what's wrong with me today. <laughs> yeah. You know what today also is, right? Uh, Friday it's the 13th. Friday the 13th. And I went out <laughs> driving today in the in a five degree weather. Oh, yeah. Well, we both live in, I mean, I, I live upstate New York. You live near what? New York City? Yeah. I live like an hour and a half of away from the city, pretty much. Yeah. So we're both getting hit with this. I mean, I'm sitting here in a jacket. You know, long pants and using a, bl- a heavy blanket because it's so cold outside. So, yeah, it's cold. But back to Buddy Fight. Then, so, <laughs> every Friday, Bushiroad releases the new episode pretty much like between 6.30 and 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And it pretty much follows this kid named Gamikado and his who one day opens up a Buddy Rare card. Now, I own three Buddy Rare cards, all of the same card. And depending on the buddy rare card itself, like the name of it and what deck it goes into, it can be really expensive. But that's besides the point. So, um, last well, a night, lot of the, a lot of those car, uh, sorry, a lot of those card games tend to be a little expensive. The worst offender like, of this is Yu-Gi-Oh, and I'll say this right now: I saw a video claiming that it, that a Yu-Gi-Oh deck is going to be over a thousand dollars to make. I would I would not be surprised because from what I've learned from Card Fight. If if there is a card or a deck used by a main character that a lot of people want, the price just skyrockets. Like, if you want to compare it to Yu-Gi-Oh!, a lot of people might know more Yu-Gi-Oh! than anything. A Blue-Eyes White Dragon is... I, I don't know if it is, but in my opinion, is should be probably the most expensive card in Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, uh, that's where you're wrong, good sir. Huh. Right now, while you're talking to me, do an eBay search for Necros. I'll type it. I'll type it in our Skype chat. So now that's that's from that's that's body fight. That's from Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, it's okay. Anyway, so pretty much there are different worlds in the game. For example, there is Dragon World, which gets support every goddamn set, like the Royal Paladins and Vanguard. Um. There is Danger World, which is what I play. That's pretty. That's pretty fun. A lot of high power, high defense monsters. 
Uh, you have Ancient World, which uh, has something called Lifelink, which is actually a very interesting mechanic. You have Darkness Dragon World, which is another deck that I have. And, and there are other worlds like that. But then you also have Hero World. Hero World is going to make my wallet commit suicide again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's see. On eBay, I just, for the heck of it, I sorted by the price plus shipping highest first. There's Necro's Bryonic X2 for 220 bucks. Yep. Just that card. That card's $110 a piece. Lavalol Chain? Yeah. 115 Yep. Uh, Short Prince, Trishula, Bryonic, Valkyrius, 162 Yep. Jeez. Yeah, that's insane. Why would you pay so much for one card? It's one card! But the deck shuts down every other deck. Still! Spend your money actually making a better deck that's not surrounded by one card. I mean, that's like that's like in Pokemon. If you had, like... If you had one level, like, a hundred surrounded by... Although, that's actually not a fair... That's not fair, because no, no matter what, I'd probably be able to take out no matter what anyway. So, yeah, that's not a, that's not a good example. But, I mean, like, ba- basing your entire deck... I mean, like, how many cards you put in a Yu-Gi-Oh deck? Like, 30? Anywhere from 40 to 60. Yeah, so 40 to 60 cards in a deck, and you're spending $200 on one card for that deck what are the chances you're going to pull that we're not talking about the Yu-Gi-Oh thing where you gotta believe in the heart of the cards and then it just magically pops up on the top you could shuffle it and it would be on the very bottom of your deck what's the point of spending $200 on that card Mm -hmm. to have it sit on the deck sit on the bottom of the deck for the entire battle I, I I don't see the point yeah. I mean, like, buying cards is one thing, but spending $200 on a single solitary card for a deck is just pointless. <laughs> I, I hate shitting on it, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I, I don't know, I, just, I, I, I could never see myself doing it. It's like, if you want to spend your money on it and you want to do it, knock yourself out. I just don't see the point. Um... So I already showed some of John. I mean, I already showed some of the Hero World cards to John. Um, knowing next little about Buddy Fight, what do you think of them? Uh, well, I I know literally next to nothing of it. Like I've seen you know I've seen you and Chad X and all them talk about it, but I I, <laughs> I know very little to like. Buddy Fight came out after Card Fight. Right? Yeah, um, yeah. So I Vanguard's mean, Card's like, been around since 2012. Buddy Fight just just launched like last year. Yeah. See, to me, every time I look at Buddy Fight, all I can think of is Card Fight, and it's just, it's just another one of those card games where I mean, it's Card Fight, Buddy Fight, Magic, um, Yu Gi Oh, Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh, Pokemon. At some points, Hearthstone. I love Hearthstone, don't get me wrong, but it's just another, you know, generic card game. 
You know, it's like with Blizzard. They saw how much card games were, and they said, "Let's make a hearts. Let's make a let's make a card game based around our heroes we already have." Oh, that's perfect. I mean, hell, they did the same thing with MOBAs with Heart of the uh, Hearts of the Storm. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, <laughs> but I mean, like, um, it. I know of Card Fight. I have a deck of Card Fight. Um, it wasn't Gary that got me into it. it was a uh, another friend of mine. Uh, Jamie, who goes as Kaji Motomiya. Um, and we played a bit, but not having. Like, see, that's another problem with me. I tend not to go toward. gravitate towards card games. Because. it's. I, I, I don't have a comic. a comic book store around me mm-hmm. there's there's no shop that sells them if i want any i have to go to walmart they don't sell them at walmart buddy fights yeah <laughs> all bushiroad owned card games are strictly sold in card shops which is why uh where i am i have about three by me lucky bastard that's one reason why i don't get into comics either I have nowhere to buy them unless it's online. And then it's like, oh, there's a new one that comes out. I can't just go down the street, buy them, and then come back and read it. It's I have to buy it, wait a week, and then read it. And by then, it's technically old news. So, I mean, the whole thing with Buddy Fight is there is some originality, but at the same time, there's a meta, and that kind of makes me a little mad. But, uh... I wanted to send this to you because I figured you would appreciate this card more than anybody. There, uh, but there's an episode. There's uh, so far three episodes. Tonight's I think is the fourth one that's going to feature Hero World. And in the first episode, there was a Gal Guy Gar uh, reference. Wow. Because there's an because part of the episode has uh, three robots combining, and that's one of them. I just linked him to a card called Card Burn. Kind of, kind of makes me. When I look at it, it looks sort of like um, if you can imagine. If you've seen Magic Ranger, mm-hmm. uh, Kai's Magin form. Yeah, ma- yeah, the, ma- the Magic Phoenix. The Magic Phoenix, except with a giant emerald in the middle of the chest, with like. A golden V on the front. That's what it looks like. It's not. It's not a bad thing either, because I really liked uh, Kai uh, Kai's Phoenix form thing. But you know, it's it's also. I I I really have been wanting to do it because like the the problem is like I see it and I think you know mechs and mechs lead to like transformers and all this other stuff and like I personally know very little about transformers Mm -hmm. and like everybody always goes nuts over voltron i saw nothing of voltron voltron wasn't my thing when i was younger and you know so i mean it's like it's it's cool you know it looks like a really awesome card i don't know what you know what the stats are or anything like that but like well, I actually just found the the clip of where the, the three robots combine. I'm sending it to you right now. Uh, let's see. 
it talks. talks. All right. Yeah, all the cards talk. For the most part. Q Rambu Escalation. Rambu Escalation's the best song guy. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I used it for everything. Gundam Combine. Now notice, they say Power Link. I would not be wow, opposed... Wow, that symbol they formed in midair looks a lot like a ranger helmet. Yep. And I would not be opposed to owning... Uh, what's it called? A model kit or action figures based off of Ultimate Cardburn. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a Chugokin. I want a Chugokin of it too! <laughs> Ultimate card burn! I love that clip. Leopardon! It's just like a culmination of like every single mech ever. You got like Leopardon's face, the way it combined with sort of like a mech from like Super Sentai. You know, part of it transformed, sort of like a transformer, and they just kind of threw everything together. <laughs> it's uh, Don't get me wrong, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's just, I've seen so many different mechs that every single bit is just like, you know. Wow, it's a whole channel? Yeah, like, compared to most anime, Fushiro just uploads Buddy Fight episodes every Friday, like I said. Um, they don't air it on American TV. Interesting. By the way, speaking of American TV, I have a small rant I want to go on, but I don't know if I should. Well, what's it about? Uh, Alright, pretty much Cartoon Network uh, announced when they're airing the, 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 the new Transformers cartoon. Okay. 6.30 in the morning every Saturday. Now even I know. That's bullshit. I have the press release right now. Let me go grab it from TFW. While you well, talk. no, no. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that time slot is bullshit. Like, they're premiering the episode at 6 o'clock at night on a Saturday, I think. I mean, that's not here, bad. uh... It says, set to debut at the primetime premiere on March 14th at 6.5 Central before transforming into its regular 6.30 a.m. slot on March 21st. Now, here's the thing. And feel free to tell me if I'm wrong, but who the fuck gets up at 6.30 in the morning on a Saturday? To be fair, little kids. I mean, like, you gotta think about it. Like, you, if you're a 10-year-old, when do you normally have to get up during the week? Um, during if I was a 10-year-old, I'd, pro I'd probably be up at, like, 11 o'clock in the morning. No, you wouldn't. 10-year-old? No. Because a 10-year-old would still go to school. Mm -hmm. Which means they'd have to be up at, like, 6 o'clock, 6, 6.30 in the morning. Not, when I was so in they... school, actually, I didn't have to be at school until 9, so I didn't wake up until 8. Wow, you were lucky. Yep. At our, at our school, the bell rang for us to enter the building at 8 o'clock. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, like, we'd have to wake up at, like, 6 to get, you know, to, to be ready and have breakfast and all of that situation and then go to school. That sucks. So, yeah. So, I mean, th there are certain situations where it's, it's implausible. Not implausible. It's, it's. It's dumb to have it be at 6.30 in the morning. But there are a lot of kids that will probably be up then. They may not, like, enjoy being up that early. But there are probably a lot of kids who will be up that early. But, 
you know, I I do think it's too early, but I'm just saying that there will be people up to watch it. And you know you'll get the people who are hardcore Transformers fans who will, Mm -hmm. if they can't DVR it, they'll wake up to watch it and go back to bed or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, enough about me. John, what have you been uh, geeking, well, what have you been interested in that's not uh, Tokusatsu related? Two words. Dragon Age. You too? Yes, I... Well, probably not the not Inquisition. I do not have Inquisition. Um, I have been a fan of the Dragon Age franchise since Origins, since Origins mm-hmm. first came out. Um, I played Origins on PS3. When Dragon Age Two came out, came out, I bought it for PS3 and I played it on PS3 um, because I lost my job. I needed money. I sold my friend my PS3 and I brought my games over to a local GameStop type place mm-hmm. and I got rid of them. So I haven't had the games in a while. And then um, I knew of Origin, sort of like Steam, but with like uh, EA games. Yep. And so I knew of it, but I wasn't really interested in it <clears throat> until I realized that the Dragon Age games were on Origin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's amazing so i went and i looked and they were like i think it's 50 dollars for origins ultimate edition which means you get pretty much every dlc it has along with the main game and then 20 dollars for dragon age 2 and one of the dlcs interesting interesting and i bought them with, see, my sister got me a $50 gift card to Best Buy for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I went over to Best Buy and I spent that card on a $50 gift card or $50 card for EA points. And I bought, because uh, they were having a sale at the time, I think I spent 30 something on the Ultimate Edition for Origins and Dragon Age 2. Mm. I also bought. All three, all three Mass Effect games, because they were having a sale on that too. All three Mass Effect games were like twenty dollars or something like that each. So I mean, like I I got all of them for a really good price, and um. But yeah, like I I played through Origins so I could get a completionist thing so I could move on to Dragon Age Two where I brought imported that in. Oh man, I I do love the game, and I actually have a friend who owns Inquisition, and I had the idea, but I didn't say anything to her. But she came up with the idea of because there's a website called uh, Dragon's Keep, mm-hmm. which is run by EA, where you can actually go to all of the certain plot points in the game and choose certain things really so literally creating an entire story i wonder if i can get it for you um and then what you can do is you can import it right into uh dragon age keep that's what it is you can import it right into uh um uh inquisition and that's what we did we literally um we sat down 
and went through both Origins and Dragon Age 2. And she's like, what would you decide for this? And I would tell her. And we did all of that. And then she's been streaming Dragon Age Inquisition. And essentially it's my playthrough, but she's playing it. Hmm. So, like, so like, like, I watch her play it, but all the decisions I make. And, I mean, it's amazing. Like, I, I do, I do, I don't think it deserved the Game of the Year mm-hmm. award it got last year. Because it came out in, like, late November, early December. And then they gave it the Game of the Year award. And that's just, like, why it's only been out for a month. But, um... I, I, I still think it's a great game though don't get me wrong um you know the everything about it is just great from the graphics to the story everything people people give it shit but people give shit to a lot of games and um but i i definitely highly recommend the games they're good games and it's like a lot of people give dragon age 2 shit for not being a good game because in origins you traveled around uh Ferelden, which is where the first game is based and you travel around the entire it's it's sort of like a country and you would travel around to different cities and stuff like that and with dragon age 2 it's more of secluded it's in one city called kirkwall and you just kind of go to different areas of the city and people gave it shit for that, but I don't care. I still think it's a good game. And if you ever thought about picking up the games, do so. Because like I said, it's like, you know, like I said, $50 for both. And with Origins, you get you get so much DLC for $30 that it's amazing. Like, you get the main game, you get the expansion Awakening, you get... Um, the DLC based around some of the main characters, uh, plus some of like item packs and stuff like that, and I I really think it's worth it. I really do. I mean, if you've got if you've got time to play it, you know, buy it. If you don't have the time to play it, then you know, obviously I can't be like buy it anyway. No, even if you don't have time to play it, even though you know it doesn't make much sense. But I was gonna well, say well, yeah, uh, especially nowadays I don't have the full time commitment to... oh yeah not, not you know not a lot of people do like i said i've been you know as long as i've been out of a job i've had a lot of time to, to play the game well, yeah. so i mean but... i mean i go to i go to school i work i hang out with my friends a lot yeah i mean you know anybody listening who you know who wants a, wants a new game to play, wants something to put some hours into, I definitely recommend Dragon Age because you can... The story from Origins to 2 to Inquisition is one long story. One game sets up the next plot, which sets up the, sets up the next plot. Mm-hmm. So it's all continuity. So I, I would suggest if you if you want to get into the series, start with Origins. And then go to Dragon Age two, and then go to drag and go to Inquisition. The only reason why I haven't gotten Inquisition is one, obviously the money, but two, this my current computer cannot handle it. What kind of computer do you have? Like, how it's, old is it? Uh, 
to anybody listening to, that knows that, I, I have DDR2 memory, RAM in my computer. Um, the current RAM, I want to say it's 4. I think they're just starting to put out 5. I mean, most most of my parts are older pieces. Wow. Like, I, can, I can play Minecraft. I can play Origins. I can play Dragon Age 2. I can do a lot of things. I just, I am limited. Especially by processing power. My processor sucks. I mean, I just um, bought... Well, not bought. I got I download, downloaded it for free because one of the guys from the Buddy Fight uh, tournament that I go to on Friday sometimes got me into playing Smite. Yeah, I've heard some things about Smite. I, I, I haven't seen much about it. But it's it's gotten a lot of hype from what I can tell. I like it a lot more than League. Oh, is it a MOBA? It's a MOBA. Oh it, no, I'm I I can't do MOBAs. I really can't. I've tried I've tried playing MOBAs before, and like the whole fight over like Dota's better, League is better, Heart of Heart you know, Heart of the Storm is better, and I'm like I don't care. I really don't like, and then, and then the whole th- like, I I, I just can't. I I don't want to get into it because as soon as I like, oh yeah, I play a MOBA. Just, even if it's just casual, like yeah, I you know I play. Even if it's just League, like I play League every now and then. Yeah. And then you get someone like, Psh, League sucks. You should play Dota. And I just I don't want to deal with that. And Dota's a thing that happens. It's just it's a MOBAs is nothing more than a dick measuring contest. Someone says League is better, Dota's better, Heart of the Storm is better. And then it's just never ending. And I I just try to stay away from it. I mean, if you have fun with it, knock yourself out, play the games all you want. I just I would rather not. All right, I think it's time we end this for now. <laughs> gotta, you got to I got to go to work tonight for like for like 2 hours. Two hours? Yeah. Really? Well, it's going to be two to three hours because they need me to to, to to do, like, mystery shop at five, and then they need me to stay till eight. It's it's a, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing that exists. I guess, yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, well, I guess that'll... That'll wrap us up then for the first episode, or episode zero, I guess. Yeah, uh, we're trying to be Kamen Rider Ryuki. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Nobody dies though. We're, we're not going to kill each other, so don't worry about. That. I mean, as far, I mean, as far as we know, we you, you, you never know, John. We we could just get that bored one day to the point where to the point where we just like uh, somehow get magical powers and we're forced to kill each other like in Mortal Kombat. I'm already ahead of you, dude. I'm there. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> Um, oh, if you guys want to check me out on Twitter, uh, twitter.com forward slash G-B-A-K-E-S-9-3. Um, I'm on YouTube, same username, don't really post that much anymore. Um, I may start doing Twitch stuff if I can figure out how to do it from my Xbox or my uh, computer, maybe? <laughs> I mean, I have a... I have a GBA emulator I've been dying to like try out. That's why I may try playing some 
Dungeon Dice Monsters. That'd be interesting. Anyway, enough about me. Wrap this up, host. Uh, you can find me uh, at Funokamioka at Twitter. Uh, F-U-U-N-O-K-A-M-I-O-K-O. O-K-A. Um, I'm at Funokamioka on uh, YouTube. Think of the word. Uh, I also have a Tumblr, which is... Uh, j- <laughs> I have Joth Foo Snorlax, because there was a weird thing on Tumblr. Joth took out all the vowels. Yeah, you never mind. Never mind. Joth Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, that's, that's where you can find me. Gary told you to find him. And that about wraps it up for episode zero of the Geekishly Token Podcast. We will see you next time, whether it's just me or Gary or somebody else. You never know because we're still in the pre-production area of this Token Podcast. So we will see you next time. Bye! Chicago!